Hi, Gregory. Hi, Thomas. How are you? You were asking people, what is your opinion of the actor Nicholas Cage? C-A-G-E-F-I-G-A. Don't be looking at her too hard now. This is a very different and weird question. Oh my God. I really like how he doesn't seem to give a fuck what anyone thinks about him. This is Cage Fight. And I think that's kind of badass. Welcome to Cage Fight. I'm gonna drink me a beer. Well, hello, hello, hello again. It's been a couple weeks. Did you miss us? We missed you a bit, so we thought we'd get together and watch some films and record a thing. It's Cage Fight. My name is Greg. My other person here, the other singer, is you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a musical episode one. I'm pretty sure we've done this before. We didn't talk about this let's... before. Wait, we didn't talk about this before. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's never fun. If I tell you what I'm going to do for the intros each time, then where's the excitement? I want to keep you on your knees. <laughs> My knees. <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh-oh. Toes on your toes. Yes, of course. That's what you mean. Uh, I, Not a Freudian I mean, I don't slip don't know. I, I don't know why the first the first word <laughs> in my head whenever I say we've we've recorded three back to back. Is that obvious, <laughs> listener? <laughs> Can you tell? Can you tell? It's because with the windows shut, it's only getting hotter and hotter. Again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. My brain is boiling. <laughs> Well, hopefully, hopefully this one will be nice and fun and all of that. Oh, yeah, because we this, got some this like, one really cool movies uh, lined up for today's episode of Cage Fights. Season 1 Cage Fights. In this episode of Season 1 Cage Fights, we got two really cool movies that Nicolas Cage yeah. are in. And the one that I'm doing today is Trapped in Paradise. Greg, what are you up to? I'm doing... Mom and Dad. That mom is right. Mom, not not Mum. It's called Mom and Dad. Mom and Dad. Yeah, that's that's what I'm doing. I'm doing Mom and Dad, and you're doing Trapped in Paradise. Absolutely. But who's who's gonna go first? Which who is gonna be Move A, and who is gonna be Move B? Which which are we gonna jump for? Do you want to tell us all about what happens when Cage is trapped? presumably in paradise or do you want to learn about mater and pater leave a comment below and we'll get back to you next week with the answer (laughs) wow a week has passed now i mean (laughs) we only have to record two different episodes now (laughs) 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 to gauge the outcome uh, yeah, I think next time we should try and do six episodes in one day. See what happens to us. Oh yeah, but um, do you want to go with uh, Trapped in Paradise? I do because let me tell you something about Trapped in Paradise. This mm. movie comes packaged in D- DVD form uh, with the yeah. Reno nine one one movie. <laughs> um, Amazing. They're somewhat related. <laughs> um, yeah, very interesting film. This is a a, a comedy. It released in 1994. It stars, of course, Nicolas Cage as Bill 
Furpa also stars Beautiful. two other important characters to the story. John Lovitz, played by Dave oh, Furpa. Oh, yes. Yeah. Dana Carvey, played by Alvin, or playing Alvin Furpa. So quite the quite the cast. I don't know about you, but uh, John Lovitz and David Carvey is kind of like, a, they're sort of like a, in the DNA of like, uh, at least the comedy that I'm aware of, right? Because it's like... There, there, there. Carvey was Garth, wasn't he? Yes. Yes, in which case, yes. I just wanted to double check and I didn't... Because I was worried that I'd go off talking about how important Wayne's World was to me <laughs> when I was growing up. Uh, and you're to go like, yeah, that's very interesting, but... Uh, interesting, this, no one was in that d- movie. <laughs> Yeah, th- this this dude was in Do the Right Thing. So <laughs> yeah, so we got. Uh, I I love Dana Carvey and John Lovitz. I think they're they're excellent actors, great comedians, and mm. this film didn't perform very well. At least in retrospect, I'm not sure what it made in the box office. But uh, given the fact that it's you know paired with the night you know nine one one movie, it probably didn't do that well. So the premise of the film. Uh, Bill, Dave, and Alvin are brothers, the Furpo brothers. Dave and Alvin are in jail. Okay. Uh, they get released from jail early uh, because of overcrowding regions, where Bill picks them up. I'm going to cut to the chase because for several reasons. One, Dave's, or John Lovett's character, is a known liar, and Alvin is, uh, a, a, he's a thief. Like, uh, he's a kleptomaniac. Mm. Um. It's important to note that Dana's character, he he's doing the, the Dana Carvey thing where he is doing a voice. He is making a face. He is in this character throughout the entire movie where John and Nicolas Cage are just, you know, they, they're playing their characters, but they're not putting on a thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you mean. Very Dana of, of Carvey here, right? Like, but it's, it's really <laughs> good. Like, it, it, it's worth watching this just to like, see him do that thing throughout the whole movie Mm. because i think unlike other performances it's actually transformative other than like dana just doing like a bit or something yeah they're brothers they they bruv and dave essentially through a set of manipulations and lies takes them down to paradise philadelphia in okay yeah there we go in paradise (laughs) in paradise uh, yeah there's a bank and the Mm. bank is very loosely guarded there's like one camera it's not even plugged in there is one security guard and he's not plugged in because he's asleep all the time and he's like 80 or something Hmm. and the bank just got a shipment of money in two hundred and seventy five thousand dollars so it's an easy job right that's the idea (laughs) they're gonna they're gonna go in it's uh the eve of christmas they're gonna go in steal Mm -hmm. the money and they're going to leave and it's going to be easy peasy. Beautiful. It's important to note that through this process, there is like a three stooges, like sort of trifecta going on where like uh, Nicholas Cage's character is kind of the straight man. He's the smart guy. He's trying to keep his brothers in line where Dave and mm. Alvin, Alvin's always stealing shit. So he's like trying to look after him and Dave's always lying to somebody um, and getting them like into further trouble unnecessarily. So this is like yeah. sort of the chemistry that's happening throughout the movie. And it's like sort of the center of most of the comedy. Um, so they steal the money. 
and a bunch of wacky things happen. Um, <laughs> as you can, uh, as you can imagine, My favorite kind of thing, wackies. Uh, so, uh, what are some of the wackiest things? Oh, okay. So when when they go to steal the money, uh, Alvin or Dana's character is the getaway driver so they run out to the car with the money in hands and the money they have is literally like the classic sort of (laughs) like a rag sack bag of like you know it's like a cartoon character of like a bag of money does it say swag on it (laughs) i think it might have i can't remember now (laughs) i I wouldn't be surprised if it actually just said money on the bag but uh so they run up to the car and and dana sees them and doesn't wait for them to get in and just takes off. So now they're like scrambling, running after the car and getting into accidents and, you know, shenanigans, right? Like funny shenanigans are happening. Uh, there's yeah. a point where they steal, uh, again, this is Christmas Eve. They steal a, a one horse open sleigh and they, <laughs> and they're running away from the cops on it. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good stuff. But through this process of them trying to leave Paradise with the money, they encounter a bunch of setbacks. And the setbacks always lead to them uh, becoming... This setbacks lead to them encountering more townspeople of Paradise. And through these interactions, Mm. they're met with the warmth and the giving and the caring of the town. And it's like warming them up to it and sort of like enriching their like basically their guilt it's like making them even more and more guilty of what they've done eventually they decide to take the money back they they bring the money back to to paradise they give it back and through that set of circumstances they're also like alleviate like the town figures out it's them uh but they forgive them in the end and they help them get away with the robbery that's basically the film. There's a few extra points here. There's a whole thing about like a prisoner told the brothers when they were in jail about this place. And then that guy finds out that it got robbed and he's super pissed about it. So he breaks out and kidnaps the guy's mom. And there's a whole situation with that, that like resolves itself. Um, Cause this is like that kind of movie. It just, things just resolve themselves um, yeah. in a very, positive way for the main characters which is something you i think like if you're watching this movie and you're like oh that's bullshit like you're watching you're watching it wrong (laughs) like i don't want to say that but like come on like that's the kind of movie this is um there's also a romance um part of this so the the prisoner that told again that told him about the thing his daughter lives in paradise and the daughter Mm -hmm. is meant to be like a uh, a romance for Nicolas Cage's character. Um, and But it's like underutilized and not important and totally could have been thrown away <clears throat> part of the film. And then obviously we've got Nicolas Cage, right? So yeah. his, his whole, he's the sort of the center of the film and it's his morality that's in check here. He's the one who, ultimately makes the decision to bring the money back and it's his brothers are more so like john lovett's character sort of corrupting him and manipulating him into this um Mm. but his 
he is doing again he is doing this the Nicolas cage things in a very fun and comedic way so we we did a comedy or i watched the comedy called uh the honeymooner co- what the fuck was that yeah called? anyways uh honeymoon in vegas honeymoon in vegas yes um that was a comedy and in that it wasn't he there wasn't a lot of things he was doing that was very funny in my opinion but in this movie he is like the the outbursts of Nicolas Cage's acting uh, really lends itself very well to the environment. There's even mm. a bit where Nate, like Nicolas Cage is doing his like crazy overacting and he's like pointing at the brothers all crazily. And it seems yeah. like in a moment of like improv, like John Lovitz just kind of does it back at him. <laughs> and uh, it just it just all works very well like i think the chemistry between these three characters it's actually very entertaining and i didn't expect that at all i really thought man this is not gonna be funny and it for the most part it isn't like it's it's pretty like okay but there are small moments and Nicolas Cage's acting in here it's what we want from this like it's it's kind of over the top at moments and and it's very fun to see and uh that sounds amazing yeah it's cool like it's i think unlike other parts other movies that we've talked about like there's a lot of sections of the film that i just kind of like keep out because it's not worth explaining because it's not entertaining but of course there there are definitely parts of that little small segments of this one that you could argue that but i think as a whole like it very it works very well it's a very competent movie as a whole and it's worth it's the longest runtime of the most recent movies that i watched and yet it felt like the shortest that is high praise indeed yeah yeah so that's uh that's us trapped in paradise really feels a shame that uh trapped in paradise is such an enjoyable and good film because it has stiff competition because mom and dad was fucking brilliant oh really okay all right great i I can't wait to hear about it it's so stupid but in all of the correct ways okay okay you know occasionally there are films that set the tone in the first like 10 to 20 seconds Mm -hmm. and it's like i see what's going on here this is one of those films where the very first the opening scene we're in a car with uh, a woman and there's a baby in the back seat in a car seat and she carefully stops the car and uh, turns off the engine she gets out of the car walks away leaving the baby in and we see that she's parked it on a train track and then a train crashes into the car oh okay <laughs> okay that's your opening scene okay and then, then it just jumps in to it and we meet nicholas cage and his wife played by salma blair magnificent nice and there they've got two kids and it's a standard family the uh, nicholas cage sort of is a bit grumpy but not a bad man he clearly is going through like a midlife crisis salma blair the mother is like exhausted but a good woman trying to um like doing an unfair an unfair percentage of the parenting Mm. but you know in that typical way they've got a teenage daughter who's an arsehole but in understandable teenage ways mm. and they've got a son who's about nine who's adorable but leaves his toys everywhere which annoys cage <laughs> it's, uh, 
they're doing well. They're quite a rich family. They've got a housekeeper. They've got a uh, woman who's there doing the cleaning for them, and her young daughter is also there just, uh, like, doing the cleaning as well. Mm. <clears throat> Lovely, perfectly friendly, normal setup. Then the daughter gets driven to school, and she's just on her phone all the time, just going, uh-huh, whatever, yeah, don't care, while the mum's just going like, oh, this is such a shame, I wish we were, f- we used to be friends. And it's like, uh, uh-huh. but I grew up, and I don't care anymore, mum. Mm. And the teenage daughter, like, steals money from her purse. It's all, it's all this sorts of bullshit. And yeah. she, the teenage daughter goes to school, meets her friend, and they're all being teenage dickheads. It's fine. But then they are sudden. All of the students are suddenly taken outside because there's some sort of national emergency going on. The emergency oh, no. is n- never fully explained, but it's the premise of the film and it's magnificent. <laughs> I thought you were going to say 9 11, man. <laughs> <laughs> no. They're outside and tons of people's parents are at the school gates going, come on, come on, come kids, come, come to me. But the teachers are stopping the parents being able to come in and get the kids. And the kids are all like, what the fuck is going on? One, a small boy manages to push past the teachers, climbs the fence to get to his mum, who's going, come on, baby, come to mum, come to mum. And then the mum immediately takes out her car keys and stabs the kid in the neck until Oh he's dead. my fucking God. <laughs> and it turns out there's some kind of disease which is taking the na- natural instinct of parents to want to protect their children and will do anything and die for them. And it's reversing that. <laughs> So the parents, they're not violent to anyone else, but they have a unquenchable desire to murder their own children. You're so fucking then, with me. No fucking no, way. No, this is, this is the film. You're fucking so then, kidding. We, we have all the kids like going like, shit, what's going on, while the parents are like scaling the fence. The kids are running across the football pitch in slow motion with like silly music playing. Whilst the parents are chasing them, like one parent gets his daughter <laughs> and he just puts a plastic bag over her head and chokes her. Another just <laughs> leaps on a kid and starts pummeling them. So it's, it's ultra, it's incredibly graphically violent. When was violent, this but movie made? This was made in 2017. Oh my fucking god. Nicolas Cage said, this is my favourite film I've made in the last 10 years. Because it is so silly. The sound design as well is incredible. It sounds like... it's not Trent Reznor, but it sounds like the sort of music Trent Reznor okay, would do. Yeah. You know, the whole sort of disjointed electronic... Yeah, like, like industrial stuff. punk sort of, yeah. Yeah, and, and the... Um, like, everyone's getting fucked up. Nick Cage's daughter and her best friend sort of get in the best friend's car, drive to her house, where her mum's there and just mur- straight up murders her. <laughs> and then Nicolas Cage's daughter, like, calls her boyfriend and go like, what the fuck? What's going on? It's like, okay, we need to go to your house, get your younger brother before your parents get home. Mm, so yeah. they sneak to the house. The younger brother is hid upstairs under a bed because he was just at home and saw the housekeeper take a meat tenderizer and... Sp- <laughs> batter her daughter to death oh my so he's just hiding there when when they're there nick cage and selma blair come home so you uh you get a role where nicholas cage has to be mental and go full-on mental nicholas cage it is him letting rip in the most way i've seen in a film for a long time and selma blair 
almost out Cage's cage. They are both just oh. winding each other up and doing this wonderful, stupid, silly, like over the top thing, including a wonderful scene where Nick Cage is destroying a pool table whilst singing the hokey pokey, adjusting the lines. I'm to sorry. Like, you do okay. <laughs> Wait. He adjusts the that the sentence took so a he... little longer to get into my brain cells. <laughs> So he's got a sledgehammer smashing up a pool table whilst seeing the wonderful line, you do the hokey pokey and you fuck shit up. It's <laughs> magnificent. It's so dumb. It's so stupid. This is all going on. And of course, we have a chase with Cage and, and Blair chasing their children. They're running around. He gets like a, a saw called a sawzall. And it's, like, it's called a sawzall because yeah. it saws all. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> So he's making the, dad jokes while he's murdering? He's making dad oh jokes my while murdering. <laughs> the daughter and the young boy hide in the basement, lock themselves in there, right? The uh, Nick Cage is like, I'm going to get my gun and just shoot them through the door. His gun's not there because earlier on, the young nine-year-old took the gun and just shoots through the door, shoots Cage in the arm, and it's wonderful. They decide to try and gas them out by taking the gas off the mains mm. and just putting it in the basement which obviously leads to the kids escaping and setting a little trap so the basement explodes mm. in Nicolas Cage's yeah. face cool like a little home alone yeah cool yeah it goes a bit home home alone the whole film like the plot's not similar but the attitude of it it uh-huh. constantly put me in mind of Shaun of the Dead imagine an ultra violent oh, yeah an ultra-violent Shaun of the Dead. And the whole thing about it is it's playing with the idea of midlife crisis and about expectations that you had for yourself when you were younger, not being, not getting there and trying to come to terms with it. It's all playing with that and how much parents can accidentally screw with their kids. Mm -hmm. It's it's really, really lovely. Um, The whole film, the tone is wonderful. There is one scene Mm. where the tone, where you do, thankfully, it doesn't get... the, the newborn baby doesn't get injured but okay, okay. Um, yep but because there's a pregnant woman and then you know that all this disease is happening so when she gives birth you know what's going to happen uh... um, so she goes to try and murder but the newborn baby gets saved and it's all fine because it turns out as I said earlier none of these adults want to harm anyone other than their own children so as soon as the child is taken away and that the child's safe with any other adult perfectly safe but that was the only bit where it's like oh steady on lads i see what you're doing but this is a bit you know Mm, come on now yeah yeah. come on uh and in the end the kids catch the parents and just tie tie them up and there because there's no resolution at the end it ends with nicholas cage just going look we love you but just sometimes we want to and then just cuts to black and you have the credits <laughs> what the fuck yeah. there's no resolution there's no saving it it's just it's about an hour and 30 minutes it's a wonderful stupid crazy romp and um the only thing which saves the kids from being killed earlier is that their grandparents turn up it's obviously nick cage's parents oh. so then they're distracted trying to be killed by the parents oh and so it works it works it the works. whole way all the way down oh, yeah and okay it only had, it had a budget of four million amazingly it only took two hundred and eighty six thousand at the box office for so i don't know why mm. because it's so silly but yeah. it's so 
fun and everyone is clearly having a great time in it the fil- i love the film wow. i'm probably going to watch it again tonight i i want to see it. this i really it's, want to see this it's currently available on netflix cool so i don't know i don't know for how long but i i would strongly recommend watching this film because it is it's so fun and the sound design is incredible and you you've got nick cage going crazy running falling over knocking himself out then coming around you've you've it and like him and salma blair work so because salma blair's amazing anyway oh yeah oh yeah but seeing them together as a married couple it works so well and they seem to be egging each other on so he keeps on doing cage thing and being crazy and stupid and each time he does you can see selma blair just up the ante a little bit and they just sort of like have this feedback loop of stupid between each other. <laughs> okay honestly look like the most fun to have and it's so graphic in the fun way like the the daughter has a boyfriend who's awesome and like helps save the day a few times and mm. he just goes through so much shit. he gets he gets his face crushed against the floor he gets a coat hanger through his cheek he gets knocked out and almost killed so many times like everything oh my god it's <laughs> it's so much fun but yeah it's all and there's such beautiful use of foul language throughout the whole thing mm-hmm. as well it's such such an uh, like it's so obscene with the language but in a way which makes incredible sense and it's written and directed by the same guy who did the second ghost rider film oh really yeah 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 so this is the second time cage has worked with him so he worked and... with him on ghost rider and was like hey look i've got this script just hear me out right it's the most fun i've had with a cage movie in a long time there's been plenty of movies recently i've really enjoyed but this one so silly i i had a big grin on my face for an hour and a half solid (laughs) oh wow okay this is this is great uh, so this wins, right? <laughs> like, this, I, I think it just okay flat out with wins. You, Absolutely. Yeah, I, Are you kidding me? This sounds amazing. This is, I loved it. It was so silly. It, it looks so great. I I will be watching this. Oh, I'll I'll definitely watch this with Ashley. Oh my god, yes. I I want to yeah. see this. This looks fantastic. It definitely it wins. Is. Yeah. I mean, as soon as as soon as you get off this call, once we've finished recording, watch the trailer. And I'm like trailer... watching it right now. I'm not going to lie. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is doesn't it look so silly? Oh, yeah, it does. It's fantastically silly. Yeah. This is a uh, this is great. Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh mom and dad for the first time I'm saying this for the first time. Mom and dad seems great. There's no way you couldn't have won this one. Yeah. You were the best of us all. Absolutely. I I do recommend if you have downtime, don't force it into your schedule. <laughs> but watch Trapped in Paradise if you're like super bored I, or whatever. I I will I will because it's Trapped in Paradise sounds really really good, and against any of the other movies, it could easily have won. Mm, but yeah. the luck of the draw, it had a strangely excellent movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, that's how it goes, and that's sometimes. How it goes. You know, sometimes your mom and dad kills you. You know, it happens. Exactly. Well done, mom and dad. Well done. Oh, so Greg, when you're not watching parents kill their children, 
Uh, yeah. What are you up to? To be honest, most of the time I am watching parents kill their children. But in the <laughs> small downtime I have against that, I am usually working on projects that uh, have not seen the light of day yet. In fact, right, here we go. Here's a peek behind. I'm going to read very quickly because we'll only talk about a couple of these because the couple of these that are actually you can interact with. But my list, my to-do list for the next few things are uh, finish the two books I'm reading, uh, do Better Bible and Cage Fight, finish the second draft of the play Strange Flesh, finish the musical Gomorrah, finish the <laughs> stop-motion animated series Cassius, finish finish the RPG you're writing, finish preparing for the new podcast y- you're doing. <laughs> like, that's... Oh, and uh, finish the... Sh- fi- Finish the stand-up, the stand-up show, Iscariot. <laughs> there we go. So that's what I'm working on. But the things that uh, you can listen to and interact with are Better Bible 2, the new batch. Um, also, all of season one, Better Bible is up there. I have already rewritten all of the Old Testament. And I'm currently moving through the New Testament. Uh, I think tomorrow... The uh, tomorrow, as we're recording, ah, oh, no, this is going to be out in ages. Doesn't matter. But, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, who knows what what I'll be up to by then? But mm. it will be it will be you know New Testament, but a bit further along the line. But yeah, listen to that, interact with it, comment it, share it, star review it, tell everyone how great it is, and. Uh, all of, all of that stuff. What about you, Thomas? What, yeah. what are you doing? So after you guys are done listening to uh, all of season one of Cage Fights and liking and commenting it, because if you enjoy it even just a little, please do so. We would really appreciate it. Yeah, uh, please. Af- after you've done that, head on over to twitch.tv slash O-F-F-D-U-T-Y-O-T-T-E-R. That's Off Duty Otter. I'm playing D&D with a group of streamers and uh, having a good time going to hell. Uh, all the VODs are available on uh, Off-Duty Otter's Twitch channel, so if you want to catch up, you can. Uh, but you can tune in live as well at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's a lot of fun. We have, if you like the dumb shit that I say, I say even dumber shit. Could you believe it? It happens. <laughs> and you can see uh, that live. Amazing. Amazing. Is that has there ever been a D and D show which was called ADHD and D? No. With just like a group of neurodivergent people playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> no, but there should be because that's Why pretty that atypical. Happened? Yeah, come on, wizards. If, if, <laughs> if only I knew any neurodivergent people who play D and D. Yeah. What are we gonna? Yeah. How will we get that? How will we find? Five people who are neurodivergent <laughs> and like Dungeons and Dragons. How is that? Po- it's impossible. It's kind of a self-policing thing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> do you play D&D? Yes, I do. I'm a big fan of the numbers. Oh, yep. There we go. Yeah. Go How's on. your relationship with your mom? That Okay. You're in. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, I see there is a t-shirt with the slogan ADHD and D, which I Ooh, might have to buy. That's a good for, t-shirt. Um, I think everyone I know I'll have to buy that for. But anyway, yes, listen to Off Duty, uh, listen and watch Off Duty Otter. How's that coming along? Are you enjoying it so far? You've been doing that oh, for a while. Oh yeah, right? it's it's yeah, it's great. It's been 
just just been getting better too and uh yeah i can't wait because this is actually i don't know if you knew about descent and averness the campaign we're doing but it's actually mm-hmm. like the lead-in to uh Baldur's gate 3 video game like story-wise so like it's cool to i'm playing that now like literally everybody else in the fucking planet um but it's cool to like do that and have it sort of like lead up into what i'm doing in the game it's so cool that's amazing well yeah Um, everyone go watch that every sunday at uh eastern basic time (laughs) 3 p.m 11 yeah so 11 a.m eastern basic time and uh yeah in enjoy and do they have any way to like comment on i suppose it's it's twitch so they can comment while you're playing can't they yeah absolutely yeah get involved and be loud and uh be interactive but enjoy that enjoy the arrogance of someone rewriting all of bible and making it you know better and be prepared for an awful lot of art to come your way. Oh, yeah. And we will see you again. Congratulations, Mum and Dad. Uh, the film, I'm not congratulating my parents. <laughs> I would never congratulate your parents. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see you later, guys. Bye. What do you say we cut the chit-chat a-hole?